Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where audiences and critics disagree on movies and we pick sides. Uh, Today with me as always is my co-host Keith. Hello! And uh, joining us back today is our good friend Dominic Nero. Welcome back, Dom. Guys, it's so great to see you both again here on my computer screen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're here in person. Um, so, Dom, uh, since you know we last had you on the podcast, uh, you started a podcast of your own with another past guest of ours, uh, Adam. So, uh, you, you want to just you know do a quick little little promo for that uh, before we get started on our conversation today? Yes, thank you um, for mentioning it. We've been. Uh, working on a podcast called Eye of the Duck. It's a film podcast uh, where every episode we search for the scene at the center of a film and we sort of unpack the film from the inside out. Eye of the Duck refers to a uh, David Lynch quote where he speaks about how uh, if you want to get to know a duck, you got to look at its eye. It's a very like Lynchy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He thinks every movie has an eye of the duck scene. So in our podcast, we try to find him. Yeah. And um, when is this episode going to be going out? Uh, I believe in uh, three weeks, I think. Uh, in April. Like, like second week of April. Yeah. Yeah. Early April. Okay, cool. Yeah. So in April, we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll have new episodes, I think. Um, every Monday of April and we're doing some new releases and just trying to go full steam ahead for the this beginning of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. Uh, I've listened to uh, an episode and it's, it's great. So definitely I recommend to everyone check out eye of the duck. Thank it's you. Definitely worth checking With out. Adam and Dom. Thank you guys for inspiring us to get our act together i didn't want to say it we we started a trend you really did i mean i love your i love your show and thanks man i thought uh talking about films would be a great way to you know um get through this troubling time and also get closer to each other as friends and it it totally has been it's just our excuse to see friends really (laughs) (laughs) right uh during this time um so uh today we are going to uh, be discussing the 2018 comic book film Venom, uh, starring. Um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on this? <laughs> starring Tom Hardy, of course. I have the like, right in front of me. I can't even read it. Uh, starring Tom Hardy. Uh, this movie falls into the category of uh, having a negative score from critics any positive score from audiences on Rotten Tomatoes critics only give this a 29% approval rating but audiences give it an 81% approval rating so over 50% difference there is quite significant and the critics consensus Venom's first standalone movie turns out to be like the comics character in all the wrong ways chaotic noisy and in desperate need of a stronger attachment to spider-man um so yeah (laughs) the very negative uh consensus there from the critics but definitely audiences were more on board with this so what do you guys think i mean for this podcast i was watching this movie for actually the first time 
and uh, so you know, had you guys seen this before around the time it was originally released? And what was what were your initial thoughts? And, and also, what do you think of this divide? Let's start with Dom. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have gotten the reputation of being like a snobby film person. I hope I haven't. <laughs> but I think you might expect that I hate this film because I think a lot of like snobby film critic people really did hate it. But I love this movie. I saw it, uh, I didn't see it in theaters, but I heard so many good things about it from like people that I admired, not necessarily like the top critics, just like friends of mine and like critics that I trust, I guess, people online. And I watched it on streaming and uh, man, that was I surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I, I was too. I kind of went into it with, I guess, a low bar. I, 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 from the trailers, I didn't really think it would be that good. Uh, and then I, I watching it for the first time, I was surprised how much I was enjoying this. I was watching this and I'm like, this isn't as stupid as I thought it would be. I'm kind of buying it. I'm buying the setup. I'm buying what they're doing. I can't really say that there's like, I don't know, anything that seems like what I thought it would be. I expected really dumb plot points that would make no sense but i'm like this is i guess how you would do a venom movie i right this this all is working for me and i can't really uh i can't really even explain it i'm like wow like this is just way above what i expected what about you keith uh like you dom this is my second time seeing this uh but like you dom a lot of people in my life said this is a great movie they they had fun they loved it, and I think the first time I watched it, I was kind of, maybe I wasn't in the mood. I think I got home from work. I was, it's not that I didn't, this movie's not a 29%, but I definitely walked away going, like, that was kind of stupid. And then this time I watched it, I, I still think it's stupid, but damn it, there's fun to be had in that. I think I think it kind of knows that it's stupid, or at least Tom Hardy does. I totally agree. He, yeah. Like Tom Hardy, he is such an actor. <laughs> like he is. You should watch this if you want to be an actor. Watch this movie. Watch Tom Hardy in general. But well, yeah. The, I think the whole cast like, really elevates this movie. I mean, not obviously Tom Hardy does a really good job, but also you have Michelle Williams and. Uh, Riz Ahmed in this movie. I mean, these are like really good actors and you usually see them signing on for very well-written scripts and, you know, like sometimes like, you know, award contending movies. So I feel like they, you know, the, the fact that they're even in the movie in the first place, maybe you think, okay, like I feel like they wouldn't sign on for something really stupid. Like the fact that they're even in this makes me have a little more confidence in it. Uh, so I think they all, uh like sold it pretty well i mean tom hardy i i mean he's an actor who does some really um he makes a lot of bold choices in his movies and he has played a lot of very physical parts before so he seemed almost kind of at home doing uh a movie like this actually <laughs> he said some insane things about this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> he compared his voice that he's doing to ren and stimpy uh <laughs> like he he, yeah. he just seemed to come into this with such like he said uh he compared the venom and and uh eddie brock to ren and stimpy 
and he wanted to use a James Brown lounge lizard voice for Venom, which it's <laughs> what just is like that. <laughs> I just get the idea that like he decided he was going to have so much fun doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think that like resonates in the the final product. And I often think about um, Joker, um, the film from last year that was such a subject of controversy. And it's sort of a, I was actually pitching this as an essay at, at Esquire where I work, but I had never, uh, I never got around to writing it. I don't think people quite understood my pitch. Hmm. I found that, um, I found a lot of similarities between Joker and Venom because I, I felt that Joker is similarly about like a anti-hero kind of guy who gets overtaken by darkness. The difference in Venom though is uh, I feel like Venom has like a lot of fun. There's a lot of like joy to be had in the darkness. I agree. Whereas in Joker, it's just like all, you know, desperation, depression, melancholy. And my pitch was that uh, we already got a great Joker film. It's called Venom. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny, man. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, this movie definitely doesn't take itself too seriously at all. No, no. Whereas the Joker, why should it though? Yeah, yeah no, it shouldn't it's, really it's at all. Like this yeah. movie feels like this movie kind of feels like it has the spirit of an old comic book movie, which I appreciated back That's from maybe point. like the two thousands. Yeah. I mean, in this era where obviously like the Marvel Cinematic Universe had been dominating comic book movies, and then like the you know the, the you had like the X Men franchise kind of going down in quality then you just have this venom film that's just doing its own thing and the more i think about it the more i just kind of admire it it's like screw like you know this on paper may sound like a crazy and like stupid movie but actually it's just kind of like reminding me of what i liked about some of those older superhero movies outside of the like the mcu and the any like like DC uh, comic book movie Venom reminded me of a lot like like the first Blade or the yeah, uh, Daredevil with Ben Affleck something that like if you didn't know it was a comic book it's a like this is the movie that you're getting it's kind of it doesn't care that much about the 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 mythos uh, it, there is like a an action movie out there or style of action movie that I like underworld or that I don't gravitate, but it's, I would put it under, under that umbrella of like, it's not, and I guess it, it's not MCU or DC, like this, uh, this not franchisable, but this uh, connected, it might be in the future. I think that they're hoping for it to be. It's the start of something for Sony. Uh, right. What's it called? The, the Sony Pictures Spider? universe of, of Marvel? Uh, yeah, what is it? Of second, what are they calling it? Of second rate more of Spider-Man characters. Because I think we're supposed to get like a yeah. Jared Leto Morbius movie when that comes out. The uh, Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. That's what, that's their, their title. That doesn't have the nice, like it MCU, does. like that flows off the tongue. Oh, yeah, the C, right. the 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 SPU at MC. Like, <laughs> oh, I'll remember that. I'm happy. Spunk? I'm happy with this being a franchise. It's just like, oh, it's nice to not have it connected to anything. I thought I would yeah. not like it outside of Spider. I thought like Spider Man had to be a part of it. I'm like, no, like no, he's not, not at, all. at all. I mean, the consensus is like, oh, this movie needs to be more connected to Spider Man. I was like, why? It's totally fine doing its own thing. I mean, if anything. 
uh, I guess, keep adding more of these symbiote characters. They alluded to uh, Carnage for a sequel, I suppose. I mean, they didn't even allude to it. They just straight out said it. Oh, <laughs> the it best was, stupid was, line. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> And that's almost like a parody of a of a comic book scene. But anyways, I mean, he basically says, "I'm going to be Carnage." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he, he just totally basically... just says it outright. Uh, but if you just maybe had, because I I'm aware in the comics, there's a whole saga where you have all these symbiote villains. So if you just keep introducing those characters and just maybe have like just a symbiote franchise, I'm fine with that. I don't need this to be connected in some grander universe. Like I, we already got that for like the last like ten or so years. Not everything needs to be a giant movie universe. I agree. I I completely went into this and and all of the buzz around the movie leading up to its release, thinking Sony needs to stop. This is just an obvious cash grab. This character does not work outside of Spider-Man. Um, they need to work out a deal with the MCU. They can't have their own Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. It doesn't fucking make any sense. But then, on the other hand, I think it's important to realize that like there is a lot of like Venom storytelling, just Venom himself. There's a lot of Venom comic books. And I remember reading fans of Venom as the movie was being promoted saying... This looks like real, like authentic Venom shit. And like, we love Venom. We don't care about Spider-Man. And it looks like they're actually doing a Venom movie. And I was so surprised that when I saw the movie, like the fact that Spider-Man is not in it, I think works to its advantage because it's just, it fully embraces the idea that like it's doing its own thing. And you know, it's like, fuck it. Good for them. Like they, they somehow did it. And it is a Venom movie for whatever you're going to say about it. It is totally Venom. Right. I mean, if anything, if all, all the things that you wish you got and more from this character say in his first film appearance in Spider-Man 3, this is kind of filling what you maybe didn't get from that movie that you did want to get. Uh, obviously, you see a lot more of like the the Venom look, which does look really great on screen. And Yeah, know, he looks awesome in this movie. Yeah, you get like a more interesting Eddie Brock than you did in Spider-Man 3. I mean... It's uh, it almost like as if it had that in mind and was trying to fulfill some sort of um, like something that the fans maybe had been wanting for all these years with getting this character on screen. So uh, I guess and I, I don't I guess I don't really mind that. I'm not usually one to be a fan of studios trying to super cater to what they're hearing from the fans. But uh, I think in this case, they they saw something that people had been asking for for a while and they they gave it to us. Eddie, what are you doing here? Oh, no, 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 I have no, to tell no, you no, something. No, 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 told me you were here. You're the only person that I trust. Are you yeah. drunk? No, I broke into the Life Foundation. You did what? I, mean, I, I, may, I think I may have been infected. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's Eddie, out. you look like you're in a bad way. I am in a bad way. Eddie, Jesus! This is dead. Dead. I think, well, this is a movie that's been in... They tried every which way to make this movie. Like, I think they did try to make it in the late 90s with David S. Goyer. Uh, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And, of course, I th- I think any hope of a Venom movie got squashed with, uh, no pun intended, but uh, but Spider-Man 3. I think, I think they were hoping for that Venom to be a popular character. And then... 
and I what, the, what uh, Deadpool. Deadpool was like the a lot of studios are like, what is an R-rated uh, comic property? Deadpool successful, Logan successful. Let's do Venom. I'm surprised they haven't done Lobo. That's like the window was open for that. That's a great character, but that's besides the point. But they had they, and this movie isn't even R-rated. It's PG-13, which is interesting. Yeah, because it's not really that violent. I mean, the most violent thing is when a couple of people have their heads bitten off, I suppose, uh, which was a bit jarring. But at the same Without time, blood, that happened. <laughs> Without yeah, blood, that's, no blood. That's true. He when cauterizes the wounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, his teeth are so hot. What, what, when I saw that, though, I, again, I kind of felt like I did when I was maybe 11 or 12 watching some of these movies where I'm like, oh, man, that was awesome. It just made me, maybe like that was, that was a cool moment as like – brutal as it is but again that's the kind of thing you want from a movie like this um so it it is um you know maybe showing that there's different ways to yeah obviously like there's been so many superhero movies but it's in a way even though it's harking back to some of the older films it's also showing that you can still find a new mold within this genre after all these years and all these films I felt like we got to a point with these superhero movies where a lot of people were saying the term like superhero exhaustion or fatigue, fatigue. Yeah, that's what it is, which I, I think I was feeling too, because as we reach like the end of all those phases of, of the Avengers films towards Infinity War, Endgame, I think a lot of us were thinking, how can they possibly sustain this? Like, <laughs> how can they continue? But right around the time of Venom, we had uh, Venom and uh, Aquaman. Oh, yeah. Two movies that I really thought like changed my perception of what these movies can be and what they can continue to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I, Aquaman is very similar to Venom in that it is so big and so stupid and so like <laughs> just like immersed in its own world and for that i fucking love that movie too i, I love know. aquaman aquaman you guys should do aquaman i don't know man i would say that aquaman is too stupid that's no, that's not me. For i me. think venom is like the right amount of no dumb. such thing no i think this i think aquaman proved to me that there is such a thing and <laughs> it was like it was that was way too far down the stupid scale is aquaman a divided film I think it might barely be qualifying. I'm sure I we can do that it. you guys do Aquaman. <laughs> All right. Just because you asked. I think that's an interesting comparison. Uh, uh, but I think uh, where they kind of separate to me is what makes Aquaman unique and special is the directing. What makes Venom unique is Tom Hardy. Uh, it's, that's a great I, point. I like, I, and, and, and Ruben Fleischer, like, uh, I think where Ruben Fleischer his strengths are his characters. I think Zombieland, if he, like, I think if he has good actors and well-written characters, he can have, like, he has a good hit. I think Tom Hardy kind of saved this movie, though, from being a superhero fatigue type movie. Like, there's really nothing that special about the bad guy. I think Michelle Williams right. is, once again, kind of wasted. That's, like, I, I yeah. think... She- that's popped up in, a, in an old uh, episode before, um, but I think Tom Hardy I, he gets into a lobster tank. That it, that's not the eye of the duck of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yes. when I was like, "Whoa, what a crazy 
image. I mean, that whole restaurant scene was pretty wild. God, I what a fucking scene. <laughs> like, and it's so, so good. It's so funny because it's almost as if there's only like one like helpless woman who works at this restaurant <laughs> who like can't do anything about this crazy guy who's eating people's food and swimming in a lobster tank. I thought that was so funny. Like just one woman who's like, please, please stop. <laughs> he just keeps going and going. When I, when Tom Hardy takes a fish carcass out of the trash and eats it, that's my eye of the duck scene. Uh, all right. Him just that's chomping it. down on lobster. Like, like he went for it. He's just like, I'm, and I, he did it for his kid. Uh, like he just really kind of gave it a hundred percent for this movie. It's kind mm. of the perfect movie for him because every time there's a new Tom Hardy movie, I think we all anticipate what what fun, silly, stupid accent is Tom <laughs> Hardy going to do next. And in this one, he gets to do two. That's right. Yeah, two very distinct voices. I mean his. Eddie Brock voice. I mean, even it's his like whole... incomprehensible what, <laughs> what what he's trying to do with that voice. Like sometimes it sounds vaguely British. Other times he sounds like Al Capone or something. It, it <laughs> does slip out. It does. The British, his British accent does slip out. It's he, beautiful. He half the time he seems like he's a junkie or something in terms of yeah. both his voice and the fact that he's very dirty throughout most <laughs> of the movie. I'm like, geez, this guy needs a shower. God. I kept thinking watching it that he decided to play Eddie Brock as a combination of like uh, Charlie, Mac, and and Dennis and Frank from <laughs> Always Sunny. Like, yes. Let's do all four of them as one character <laughs> or all three. And they're evil manifests in this horrible alien demon slime <laughs> thing that bites people's heads off. Um, and then, um, yeah, you're right. You mentioned like the villain isn't really much... Uh, yeah. to like write home about, uh, but you know who actually I, I I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see Jenny Slate in this movie. I'm, I'm a fan of hers of her voice work. I mean, she doesn't really again do that much. She's just this kind of plot device character. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of that voice, and the whole time I kept every time I hear her voice, I think of either Mona Lisa from Parks and Rec, or I think of Tammy <laughs> from Bob's Burgers. Uh, so just a little like you know shout out for her and Dan Dan Egan. For for Veep fans out there, it, from it, Veep, his name that's is right. oh, his yeah. name is Dan in that. I'm just like, I don't know. It's hard not yeah, to smile. It's the same character, maybe. <laughs> I actually just got into Veep uh, a few months ago. I'm like halfway through the fourth season, and yeah, seeing him in that, I just I keep picturing him as the same like overly ambitious sociopath politician guy, <laughs> like in in this movie as well. Actually, I thought they were setting his character up to be maybe in the next movie, like the villain. Cause it seems like if they continue with this movies, like a franchise, a sequel that eventually the Michelle Williams character will get back together with Eddie Brock. And then maybe like the doctor character will be like jealous or something. And then he can get a symbiote and get his revenge or something. That was like my prediction. I'm actually kind of happy. They didn't end up back together. Like, I think that was like, but the hint is they will if they do a sequel. Like he'll try to win. Well, her back. Venom's like hinting at a poly relationship here. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that, that, I mean, he he brings a lot of energy to anybody. He increases yes. their strength. I'm sure he also increases some other things. Woke Venom. I I am so excited for Let There Be Carnage. You know what? Me too. I've been thinking about it all pandemic. Like if I can just get through these next few mm. months, I can see Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> more carnage which like 
I don't know, like Woody Harrelson, right? In that in that <laughs> bonus scene with what looks like a carrot top wig. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait. I mean, sure, just go full crazy with him. Well, and then I guess Riot was is another character, right? Another symbiote. He was like the symbiote villain of this movie. Yeah, gotta love Anti-Venom. Riot. Everybody loves Riot. Riot. And then, do we? I'm not. Um, as familiar like who who are some of the other do we know the other symbiote villains i guess they could have there's peter paul no i i, I don't <laughs> like I, I i'm sure they're gonna take i wouldn't be surprised if they take spider-man villains uh, like mm-hmm. aside from carnage okay. yeah because you can't do you can't there do a is... symbiote every movie can you <laughs> the symbiote is if it's a symbiote franchise then why not but you know who's directed there's... right the sequel andy circus <laughs> who's that Oh, really? I think yes. that's so interesting. Wow. Well, I cannot uh, wait to see his directorial debut with Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, but there's... this. Uh, the sequel will be rated R, so I think we might even get, like... I think we will see, like, a true Venom movie with Let There Be Carnage. And I am kind of optimistic with it, only because... As we're recording this, I have some theories about like when how studios where they place movies on their uh, on their film docket, and usually when two box office movies go head to head, one kind one studio plays chicken with the other. I think the best example was like when Batman v Superman was coming out, uh, and then Captain America: Civil War took its May spot, and then. Everyone's like, no, Batman. No one's gonna see Captain America. They're all gonna go see Batman v Superman. But uh, be uh, that movie ended up moving to March. It kind of is a sign yeah. of like, I always think it's like a sign of the weaker movie moving. Yeah, uh, the Fast and Furious Nine has taken, like, it's gonna be Venom two, Let There Be Carnage, and Fast Furious Nine F nine. They as as far as I know, Venom is not moving. They are very confident in this movie. They like they. Okay, I, I mean, that's I'm, a theory. I'm, that's a theory. I hope hmm. it's going to be interesting. But I, I, I'm confident. I mean, given like the people, given my enjoyment of the first film, and then also saying that like Andy Serkis is like going to be directing, and again Tom <laughs> Hardy's coming back. Like that gives me confidence. But I guess financially, Fast the Fast and Furious franchise has such like a loyal fan base that like those usually make a ton of money regardless so did this movie this movie made oh it's like did this it? movie's close to a billion dollars like it, it's it, uh 856 million damn well i think a lot of that was overseas right wasn't this a huge hit in china that's how you get to a billion <laughs> yeah i guess so oh well, yeah uh over these days or like uh, well what does the box office even mean anymore but like mm-hmm. pre-covid like yeah bought like um it, it was like yeah you look you have to look at that whole like global market right because um, that can, that can mean the difference between making money or losing money. I, I just find that interesting that like like venom 2 right now is like I think it's been a couple weeks since they made that announcement and venom has not moved I'm like oh this is gonna be interesting I have decided to stay Wow on my planet I am kind of a loser like you but here we could be more excuse me and I'm getting to like it here. 
Oh, you like us now, do you, huh? However, there will be nothing left to like if we do not stop that rocket. Oh, I see. Right, when it comes to being completely annihilated, then it's back to we. It is we. Like it or not, it is going to take both of us. Cut the bullshit. What really made you change your mind? You. I yeah. just keep thinking back to this movie... Um, because you were saying about its reception, I, it didn't have like any sort of like blowback or like cultural like controversy the way like Joker did or the way Batman versus Superman did. It just seems like this movie came out and like it had its fans. Other people admired it. Some people didn't like it. And I, I feel like I'll always look back at like this movie and think of it as like the good guy. Like the, which makes sense because it's Venom. It's like the anti, like the, the silly anti-hero. When compared to a movie like Joker, I will always think of as like such an exhausting argument between so many exhausting people. Whereas Venom was just like, yeah, it's just good. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I I agree. The Joker movie I was not a fan of, and I almost felt like it was like a chore having to go through it, and then also like defend my opinions about it. Oh God! And, I don't uh, want to get into. Have you guys done Joker? You haven't, right? We could do it. Uh, I don't think it's as divided. Really? Well, here's the thing. It was. Was it critically? I guess it was critically an audience. I think the right? audience score is like higher than the critical score. But right. the critical score, like when the movie first came out, I think it kind of was more divisive. But uh, I guess as the weeks went by, more critical reviews came in it kind of like got closer but like what the heck it's our podcast we can we can make exceptions to like whatever criteria (laughs) and eventually have a conversation about it if we want but it definitely seems more fun to watch and talk about venom than it does about joker (laughs) i mean i find it just so silly too that venom like in the comics venom is never like a good guy or does like good right he's always just an enemy of spider-man we're in this, like, I'm not he, sure if he doesn't. He kind of become sort of a an good guy a little bit. I think bit. he's like the classic antihero oh, okay. to, uh, guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole the whole thing about him explaining, like, okay, Riot is like the leader of these symbiotes, and Venom mm-hmm. is like, I'm kind of a loser back on my <laughs> planet. I'm like, what? that's that's <laughs> a that's loser. The, that's the that. stupid I'm talking about. That's where like you go, like, huh? That's what yes. I'm saying. Like that. Uh, like there was a couple moments like that and it usually was coming during like a venom line i'm like wait what did he just say he's a loser what does it mean to be a loser on the symbiote planet like what do you have to have done or not done to be considered a loser in this society of like symbiotes parasites this venom has glasses and is just getting like pushed into locker I guess it's because he can't, like, uh, I don't know, rip swords out of his body. Is that it? Uh, but I love the idea of the symbiote planet being all of these guys. Like, what is what does Venom act like? I'm trying to put my finger on, like, this weird, like, they all sort of have that same thing of being like, oh, you're going to come with me. And we'll get, like, they're yeah. like, e- like evil genie from, from Aladdin or something. Mm-hmm. So there's a planet where, like, that's everybody on the planet. They all act like that. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm good. How are you? 
<laughs> it didn't seem like Riot and Venom had that different personalities. <laughs> right, they they're all kind of this. exactly the same kind of uh, personality there, <laughs> except one was stronger than the other one. I, uh, <laughs> that was. But so Dom, funny. to your point about like this movie's like impact, I when I was yeah. t- when I told people like, oh, we're gonna do Venom on the podcast, I think people. Like I, my coworker today had to remember the fun that he had with this movie. That like he he's like, wait, did I see this movie? Oh, I th- oh yeah, I did see that movie. I think a lot of people when I was going yeah. through the audience comments, is like, you have fun, and then you you carry on with your day. Like you you will have fun in this movie, but it's not that it's like a shut your brain off, and enjoy. You don't have to think about it. There's no hard. There's no major themes to this movie it's just you get what you get and then you can go to the food court well it's fairly predictable (laughs) too right yeah i i which i didn't really mind uh again like you're going going back to the old formula in a way but yeah i because i even feel like some of the mcu movies towards the end there even though i enjoyed a lot of them they seem to also be taking themselves a little too seriously um i i don't know this one i just i just appreciate a movie that is just like screw it you know like let's just be as ridiculous as we can and i mean that's not to say that like there are some things i admire about like i thought the action scenes were pretty good uh, i you know i enjoy the chase that scene. motorcycle action scenes um, really fun that was that was oh, great yeah there's definitely some stuff in this movie that we haven't really seen in other superhero movies which is a good like barometer always for me of how to judge these movies like are they doing anything new mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some some cool new stuff in this one i, I think yeah I, I think the physicality from tom hardy like when they're yeah. integrating the cgi with his physical body i think there's some really interesting visuals to also like not just from the you know the, the cgi aspect but also from the physical practical aspect of it too i think he really had done a good job like um fleshing out like the the physicality of what it is to be kind of being torn by like this sort of parasite inside you i'm sure he had no like it's hard to have like a creative to do like a creative thing what in an action sequence like but i did i i found the the last the, the last action like the whole rocket bit kind of to quote you jj boring <laughs> i i, yeah. I i've well, seen that where, before that's... in movies I, we all have like that's yeah. you know Totally that guy agree. versus that's where the cgi yeah. that's where the cgi really gets a little too much like there's a yeah. whole sequence of the two like the venom and the riot and like yeah. kind of like merging together and like ripping each other i thought that apart. was cool like two like mounds of yeah. mud <laughs> yeah yeah it was, it was like like too much like what am i even looking at at this point and it seems like at one point like riot absorbs venom and i'm like how does that work uh, don't but, ask questions yeah, that, that, it was that one was like a little harder to follow and again at that point like i know where this is leading they're gonna you know just destroy this rocket whereas well, i will always ask myself what happens when venom eats someone where does the body go i agree that seems <laughs> does it go into tom hardy's like body. stomach <laughs> yeah because uh i like first he eats a couple heads right that's one thing. yes but then I think Michelle Williams might be the, as she Venom, might be the first time we see an entire person get eaten by this symbiote. And then she reverts back to a human. She's like, I just ate somebody. I'm like, well, like, what is going where's, on? How where's does that the body? Work? Yeah, where's There's the like body? a hand print sticking out of her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get me out of here. 
Um, yeah, and then Tom Hardy does it at the end in that grocery store scene, which, like, that... I, the movie, to me, should have just ended with the mouth coming at you, right? As soon as he says, we are Venom, then the mouth comes at you, and then it's, like, credits. That would have been perfect, but it just went on, like, a little yeah, while longer. A little I, longer. Just, yeah, like, for a couple true. of last jokes. I'm like, I, uh, like, he had it. I he thought this it. movie was going to end with Down with the Sickness. At that like, <laughs> Oh, my God. It, it would have. If it came out... It would have like, fit. In, if this came out in, like, the early to mid-2000s, it would absolutely help... Uh, I was like, is this Eminem? This is Eminem. Oh, it is Eminem, right. I mean, that's another point for the movie that, like, it so thoroughly, like, gets you in its world and, like, gets you so game and excited for its shtick that by the end, like, if Panic, if uh, (laughs) if Down with the Sickness played, I would have been down with it. it. Like, they they made that work. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I almost was thinking, when does this movie even take place? I guess it like would just take place in, you know, it's just a modern movie. But he's getting like, there were a couple of things where I'm like, this seems like it takes place a little maybe like in the 2000s or something. Because he's getting like the physical mail, you know, uh, like everything is late. There, there's just a couple of things like. Um, out of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, this, it, it seems like some of the plot elements, I'm like this could be solved nowadays with. <laughs> you know i don't know like a smartphone or something but yeah. you know like it seems like this is kind of like ignoring that it seems like kind of vague when exactly this is taking place one question i have and uh you guys might know but if you don't and like you can easily say like don't think about it at one point venom was <laughs> killing tom hardy right like that like it's just like you're like the longer this thing is and right then he doesn't and then that yeah. is is did I miss something with that? Did he's uh, did Venom was like, uh, okay, well, I won't think about yeah, it. I won't think about I'm it. Not, yeah, that's a that's a good point because it's like a major that was a plot major plot point, point right? And like, then I feel like I you can't survive with the this very the very nature of having the symbiote in your body is that it is killing you. That is the whole very nature of it. But I guess Venom does something. Okay. Or just or decides to stop doing whatever he was doing. So because he, he just says like, "Oh, I like you," and now all of a sudden I want us to stick together and I want to stay on Earth. And so I won't. I just got a text I mean, from Sony. Don't think about it. That's what it said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is pretty quickly that Venom changes his mind. Right? He has this whole idea. He's gonna like go along with the plan to like get to the rocket and destroy Earth and all this stuff. But then. He has just maybe one or two moments where he looks out into the city and goes, no, I kind of like it. I, this this seems kind of yeah, cool. He, he just, like, decides. Uh, <laughs> I was just watching Man of Steel because I'm getting ready for the Snyder that Cut. tomorrow mm, for me. Of course. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, and in that film, I totally forgot that there's this element of, like, Superman has to choose whether he wants to save <laughs> Earth or basically eradicate Krypton. Mm-hmm. And he chooses Earth, of course. But I guess the kind of same thing is happening here. And the symbiote thing is just like, you know what? Fuck the symbiote planet. <laughs> like, fuck my kind. <laughs> I like Earth better. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You'd think you'd maybe want to, like, protect your kind, especially if your whole, like, species is based on the idea of being these, like, parasitic, like, evil demons. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess, yeah, because in Man of Steel, at least... Clark Kent has grown up on this planet, yeah. was raised by humans. He has some attachment 
do planet Earth. Yeah, and he's like Krypton had their chance. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't. I don't think the symbiote planet is like destroyed the way Krypton is. It's just an evil, corrupt planet trying to take right. over the universe. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not sure what why they exactly wanted to come back and destroy humanity, but like again, I just assume because they're evil parasites. Well, they gotta come. <laughs> that's their they thing. gotta come back, right? For this, like, uh, I don't know how either uh, the bad guy or Riot could pilot a rocket i'm not once again the sony is my phone is buzzing from sony uh but they the, there's a there's, the a, planet, there's a, a red dot on their head carnage <laughs> get carnage down is a symbiote uh like they're gonna be yes. making appearances like good. well i thought they were even setting that up in the lab because you see all the different colored symbiotes right and i oh, right from, from what i understand carnage is yellow red right and he's then, red Oh, he's red. Okay. So I think we were seeing all these different colored ones. So I'm like, okay, these are like what might be down the line, these other symbiote characters. But I was also confused. So like Riot was like somehow able to escape the spaceship and was possessing various like people in Malaysia Mm -hmm. and, you know, found the one little white girl in Malaysia to possess (laughs) who could come to America. Again, like plot stuff, we're like kind of nitpicking at the plot, but that whole thing. The red dots on you. Probably having the. (laughs) (laughs) Great. But that part, I had the hardest time following. Like, what is this other symbiote? Like, where, like, where is he going? What is their plan? Uh, And, like, I somehow figured where to go, and and like that Riz Ahmed was the person they needed to. And they buddy up really quick. He's like, I can help you. It's like, okay. (laughs) Like, and once again, Mm -hmm. it's stupid, but there is fun to be had. Like, that's how I see it. Right. I mean, if anything, it kind of knows how ridiculous it is. So it's not like I'm getting, like, frustrated. I think it's kind of funny. Like, okay, this is, like, really, like, dumb and it makes no sense. But, like, it's kind of adding to the fun of it all. Even the premise. I mean, the the idea of this kind of character, Venom, like, it possesses you. Again, it makes no sense. It eats a whole person and you can turn back into a human like, none of it really, like, it, it makes sense for a comic book, I guess. And people have been wanting to come to a film. And in film, you have to, like, explain things more. <laughs> you know, people kind of want things kind of more fleshed out. So when you do that for something like Venom, it conceptually starts to fall apart. But you just have to go with it. I love the exposition in movies like this. <laughs> I didn't think it was too exposition-y. I, I, I was reading that in a lot of the critics' uh, complaints. Like, oh, there's so much explaining in this movie. I was like, I, I, I didn't get that at all. I, 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 I had, I have fun throughout the whole time. I think. Right. I didn't. I didn't think there was any sort of tedious explanations or anything. I, I feel like they explained most things by showing it, as opposed to a character just talking. So my critic complaint was they the tonal like, uh, it's like they they're making points about like this movie is tonally it does change, but I'm like, what, what do you want? <laughs> Like it, it does have a right to be scary and does have a right to be fun at times. I like I thought the scene with him I think the scene with him freaking out at the beginning is it's PG thirteen scary, if that makes it. Yeah. Yeah. I well, like it's writing a few different genres. Like it's writing a fine line between like moments of like action and humor and uh you know, all these other kind of genres. But that's fine. Like that's we like that about like the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy that like uh, has several genres in, in one movie. I think it's fine. It kind of is. Yeah, it's hard to explain. I feel like it, it 
it worked for me. It didn't seem too jarring when it shifted tones. It kind of was all those things blended together at once. My take on this is, uh, I think, here's my idea. When when superhero movies, like as a genre, kind of emerged with movies like Spider-Man and X-Men, you know, back this this new era, you know, n- not like Tim Burton's Batman, but like yeah. our generation's comic book movies, I get the idea that all of them were sort of like monolithic in like, this is a superhero movie. This the genre of superhero movie is this. Like the, it looks like Spider Man. It looks like X Men. X Men Two. Like all of them are modeled after this sort of uh, you know framework. And then for years we see how this genre continues to grow and expand and change and we wonder how can they sustain this like how can we possibly continue to have so many of these and then by the time we get to a movie like venom i think we begin to see that the the genre itself becomes less monolithic and it becomes kind of like a little like microcosm of the industry overall where like there is a huge like diversity of what these movies can be some of them can be apparently like Joker, which is like super dark, super serious. It expects you to take it very seriously. The complete other end of the spectrum that we've started to see now is movies like Venom or Aquaman or like Shazam, which maybe is a little bit more like serious. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see that like this genre, like it doesn't have to all be the same thing. And honestly, Thank God it's not, because if these are going to be the only movies in Hollywood anymore, (laughs) like the only movies we can see, like, thank God there's a movie like Venom, which is just like a fun time at the theaters. Mm -hmm. Not every movie has to be like this, like depressing, like, you know, self-aware thing. Well, you know, it's superhero movies. I don't even think that's even a genre anymore because it's become so big. Like, what does it mean to be a superhero movie anymore? and that's a good point you're right like it's almost as if the only thing they have in common really is that they're inspired by comic books yeah and comic books themselves too have a range of genres within that it's just a type of publication so i think yeah it's fair to say that you have really you, you shouldn't limit yourself to one sort of style or structure because ultimately like as we've seen we've seen these superhero movies that have more that feel more like sci-fi or they feel more like fantasy or they feel more like a comedy or a horror and again like they can be any they're just they're just based on you know it's like when something's based off a novel it's just based off of graphic novels in this case yeah so why you know why do they have to stick to a certain tone as they should i mean they should be diverse it kind of is a pro yeah, you know, pro and yeah. con. I, I do agree with you uh, both. It, it uh, but to add to it, it's kind of a pro and con of the superhero genre in general. Like you can, like you know, how many times um, Ant Man is a heist movie, it's Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is a space opera. Yeah. Uh, the the new That's the a, new yeah, the new point. Doctor Strange movie is going to be a horror movie. The first horror movie of the MCU, and uh, and and I think there are a few that transcend it. Um, but the superhero aspect comes first. It it is gonna follow. If it's an origin story, it's gonna follow mm-hmm. that origin. Uh, bad guy fight at the end. It's gonna like the superhero slash space opera. The superhero does come first, and it kind of comes first in in this as, in Venom as well. 
I well, in terms of structure, like plot. In terms structure, of plot structure, like, like tonally, tonally, it could be anything. Yeah. I want. Well, I, I, well, yeah. I think in the like, I think, I think uh, people are kind of happy when something, even with like Logan, which is like a just a almost like a quiet western drama you don't want that fight at the end you kind of yeah. like people were so uh spoiler for wandavision i don't but people were so happy for wandavision mm -hmm. with the execute uh, with the journey of it that it does end in a superhero playing with my toys in a sandbox fight it's still fun there mm -hmm. is fun to be had but i think people are i think uh i don't know i uh it's well how about this when you want something different uh, you know there it. is i don't know how to... yeah and how, how yeah. about one movie one superhero movie that comes to mind that doesn't end with the big fight thing because i agree like there's it feels almost obligatory at this point that it has to have this big climactic fight that everything built towards but mm -hmm. uh the dark knight does not really end in fact the dark knight even points out like this is not going to end in like a big fist fight this yeah. is going to end with the corruption of a character and so that might be you know, maybe what you're talking about, Keith. Like that's maybe an example of, of undermining or subverting, I should say, subverting that obligatory plot structure. And, you know, those movies too, I would say that the Dark Knight film series, those are like crime dramas. That, it's, yeah. You know, like, like Michael Mann it's, movies. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's Heat with Batman. It really is, really. If you sit down and watch Heat, you're like, "Oh, it actually is Heat," and it's just like Batman William Fichtner heat. is the same character. It's uh, yeah. No, and I and funny, and I get it. Like, hey, uh, you know, studios like they kind of, they have to make money, but I think I like to think with Let There Be Carnage, they have enough. The play, they have the playground set. They can actually do something very fun, unique, and different, while also being tonally all over the place. I think I I always think that's a weak yeah. excuse, uh, for like movies like this. Not for like, you know, for, for like maybe Oscar movies or something like that. That like maybe that's a legit excuse, but I don't know. For Venom, what do you want? <laughs> like, it's gonna be horror. It, there's gonna yeah. be horror aspects. But there's going to be a comic book -y aspect to it, too. I think what we admire about a movie like Venom is that it just, you know, like, resolved itself to just be a Venom movie. And I think, at, especially earlier on in, in this new wave of comic book movies, like the early days of the MCU, I think a lot of those movies were trying to be every superhero like every superhero movie all of a sudden like had to be iron man like mm -hmm. they all like had to have that very strong origin story with a, a hint of snark and cynicism and yep. to fall into the modern day what would it be like if he was actually real etc cetera, etc cetera. i i think for this genre to last these movies have to just like try to ignore the rest of the movies and just be like mm -hmm. their own character. Yeah. You, whatever you want to say about a movie like Venom or Aquaman, which I'll always go to bat for, those movies do not give a shit about 
the the surrounding universe i think i think they're very concentrated on like what would a venom movie look like mm-hmm. oh it would look like tom hardy as this like sweaty scum bum <laughs> <laughs> turns into a mound of mud and like goes insane aquaman like, has great an do that playing drums it knows the kind of movie it is yes it knows do that the kind of movie it don't is. make aquaman yeah, don't don't try to make Aquaman like this heartfelt, like uh, yeah, like you know, learning to be oh, right, like learning to become an in, a ninja in Malaysia, okay, does, like Batman I, Begins. I like that, make it. it I yeah. would like. I mean, I just watched. I I've been watching a little bit of Justice League on uh, on my on HBO Max. You yes. know, we live in the old old days, and I do think mm-hmm. I, I think people just want like good character development, like heartfelt moments, but it doesn't need that like. Aquaman yeah. doesn't need that. I think that's what hurt Man of Steel, the realism yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Man, that movie is so close to being so great, in my opinion. It is right. It's, it's like it's like so it's, many cool things going still on. Still the in best there. trailer, though. So much potential. Still one of the best trailers. Yes, I, yes. I, it's a movie. <laughs> best made superhero for a film of all time is <laughs> yeah, is that trailer. <laughs> Good uh, soundtrack too. Yeah, I I agree. You kind of have to block out a lot of noise, right? There's a lot of expectation even when something gets greenlit you know before you even have a script written as soon as you say like oh we're going to make a venom movie we're going to make whatever else then there's going to be all these expectations and people throwing in ideas and yeah you just kind of have to um make a, a strong choice and be committed to it and not be like oh so concerned with meeting you know whatever else might be making other movies successful oh, yeah. you never know i mean yeah, you have to really just focus on what will make this character translatable to a film and not like, oh, what made the MC movies so successful? What made, you know, what was making yeah. the DC movies so unsuccessful? Like, we'll just forget about all that because that, yeah, you know, you, 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 every movie, even within a genre, is, is so unique that there's no universal uh, formula. Yeah, Venom actually, I. This conversation, it actually went up a few points in my head, uh, just because Venom, I can't think, uh, I mean, there are superhero tropes, superhero movie tropes, but I can't think of any movie that, like, begat it, or that it's begatting, Bible, in Bible, like, okay, uh, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, how many, uh, mm-hmm. Suicide Squad tried to be that, like, it trickled down into other movies, yeah. uh, Deadpool, Oh, that's the ultimate example of a movie that tried to do too much of what made other movies but good. Yeah. And that, that is was its ultimate example. Although I would have loved to see the original cut of Suicide Squad. Because I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on in that movie, too, as much as people hate it. I, that's another one. It's a troubled production, for sure. I think the production yeah. is more interesting than the movie. But uh, d- yeah, Deadpool... Yeah, I agree. Uh, a, it, mm-hmm. you know, Pikachu's Deadpool. Harley Quinn is Deadpool now. <laughs> uh, but even with Dark Knight, James Bond has that gritty reboot, and that that works for the most part. But uh, like, it mm-hmm. it kind of is like once it makes a success, it kind of trickles down. And I I don't think Venom has that. Like, un- unless I'm mm-hmm. missing something, I don't think Venom has like it trying to be another movie. Like yeah, if anything, it kind of feels like what made those early two thousands superhero movies so enjoyable, or even late nineties ones. But um, yeah, not in a sense that it's ripping them off, but like it's almost like a back to basics in a way. Yeah. Right. And there is something. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. There is something refreshing about that. You come in here again. In fact, you go anywhere in 
sitting, preying on innocent people, and we will find you and eat both your arms and then both of your legs, and then we will eat your face right off your head. Do you understand? Please. Yes. So you will be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. Do you feel me? What the hell are you? We are them. So I think we can now get to uh, our final thoughts okay. on Venom and give our percentage score. And I think I know where we're going to side with, but let's uh, just make sure. So, uh, Dom, get us started here. What, what's your final take and, and your like percentage score for Venom? Um, okay. Final take. It is the rare case of a superhero film that truly does not take itself seriously and is also um, an enjoyable experience. And I do think when you look at the broad spectrum of all these dozens of comic book movies we've seen, that is truly a rare thing. And for that reason, I will always go to bat for it. I don't think it's a perfect film one of those movies that like it's 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 a movie i go to bat for but mm. it's not great <laughs> yeah um which sure, is you yeah. know a very specific category that we all have i think i totally agree <laughs> um and yeah i think i would if i had to give it a percentage i think i would definitely something in the the high 70s 80s perhaps even okay um Put you down you know, at a, a, a C plus. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I I have those movies too, where like people should like this more, give it more credit. Not that it should win an Oscar per yeah. se. <laughs> yeah, I love movies like that. Yeah, you know, those are. I mean, if anything, I feel like most movies should be like that, right? You have like your top tier, which is like the cream of the crop, but then your right. bulk of good movies fall into that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what are your what's your final take? Well, when I like, I've been kind of going all around in my uh, the past few days since watching it. How I felt about the movie. There are some times where I'm like, this is like it. It could have been a little bit better, but it was. There was a lot of I, I'm like remembering scenes that I had fun with. Uh, I'm gonna give it a 65. Oh, and movies that I always put in the That's movies fair. that I put in the 60s. I they there it's. It is a tomato by Rotten Tomato standards, but movies that I put in the sixties are they are good they're fine movies that um that mm-hmm. I can watch and just going on a lot of people's reactions to it, like you will have fun, but you might not it might not stick with you that much. Except maybe Tom Hardy's performance, which is a big bulk of that. <laughs> yes, legendary. Um, I feel like my score will be benefiting from the fact that uh, I had low expectations that were obviously um, surpassed. I was like a naysayer when I first heard of this project. I'm like, what? Venom? Like, who needs this when we have, <laughs> again, like all these other things going on with the with superhero movies? But, uh, you know, I'm watching this. Um, you know, I feel like I've been converted to the Church of yes. Venom. <laughs> at last. Um, and, yeah, I, like I said, there was something just refreshing about it. Um, and this so i'll say this too i was i was forced to buy this because <laughs> i could not find anywhere i could rent this 
or like a free website. Uh, so I was yeah, like, this, you can't get you can't stream it anywhere. It's crazy. for less than like thirteen dollars, right? Yeah, I had to pay thirteen bucks on Amazon. But and so this is like my first own digital copy of a movie. Uh, <laughs> now but, you can watch it whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think I will. I think this may be a movie I will go back to because I did enjoy it so much, and it's just a, a something to have on if I just want to like clear my mind and just have like a you know a, a shameless good time. Then this is the movie for it. So I'll give this yeah. a seventy-two. That's where I'm feeling. Wow. So I went the highest. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, we're in the same ballpark. I did hear pray tell before this conversation that you really enjoyed this movie, Dom. And I was like, you know what? There, and, you know, here, look, looking at some of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like, I get it. I get it. Like, I can see why mm-hmm. someone can really enjoy this, like, really enjoy this movie. I mean, he, he eats he, trash. He, How could I not <laughs> like it? It's glorious. Tom Hardy. I'm already eating trash. trash. What else could you want? Come on, critics. That's all you had to put on the poster for me. I, would, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even need to see it. I'll, I'll just I, I imagine it. like the director could just like, hey, Tom, can you not know? And like Tom is, is if he's doing it, he's doing it. Like the director could not. He's yeah, committed, the director man. could not really like give notes on like, don't get in the tank. I just don't get in the tank. <laughs> I just love the idea of maybe making movie posters from like the image of him in the garbage or in the or in the, the lobster tank <laughs> just putting venom over that that's the movie poster venom and it's like tom already enjoying a lobster tank bath oh man i think we overlook the fact that like this is tom hardy just randomly like like in one of i mean i guess he plays bane so it's a little bit more complicated but yep. when i think of like what would superhero movies have been like in the seventies when like De Niro and Pacino and like, and mm-hmm. you know, Meryl Streep and uh, like Faye Dunaway, uh, Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. Faye Dunaway. Sidney like, Poitier who, would make a great black who Panther. Would, <laughs> yeah. I mean like who would they have played these legends of acting and who are they today? And I think Tom, Tom Hardy is not like Chris Evans. Like mm-hmm. he's not, uh, he's not Chris Hemsworth. Right. He is like, he is a, an actor of like great renown. Like one of the closest things we have today to one of those big guys or, or women from then, in my opinion. And he plays Venom. I mean, how fucking crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. He's so unhinged and just, you can tell he's, this is like, him loving what he Not, does. There's right? a yeah. lesson. There's a lesson about acting in this performance. Just like I, oh, I imagine, yeah. it's one of the greatest I, I performances. Think, I think Michelle Williams did say she took the the role because Tom Hardy was going to be in it. But every, I imagine, it's like one of those cases where every take is different, like substantially oh, different. Sure. Like, I, like, oh, my God. Like, well, you might have like wound up piecing together like parts of different takes, right? Because uh, some of some of those scenes are like kind of a lot going on at once, and you kind of have like an overlap yeah. of images. We right? need the Snyder so cut. That kind of plays into the, the Snyder cut of that. Yes, <laughs> give us the Fleischer cut. Tired of these Snyder cuts, <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, if a movie is not good in the theater, then I'm not going to see it. Okay? <laughs> God. Uh, oh man. All right. So, uh, Keith, what's our final uh, score? Right in the middle, uh, seventy-two. Ah, I oh. love it when the score is my score. 
So C C plus that works. Or uh, D minus. Seventy two, I believe, is a C. I don't do the grades. I, I don't do the grades. I go average. by like or at least maybe how I view because sixty is still a tomato in my head. Uh but like That's true. That's an F. No, a, a, That's a, a D. <laughs> a seventy means like it has substance, and I think it does. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm in. It's like it's good, and it's like more than just barely making it right. There's like some buffer there. Yeah, it's like substantial. So uh, I then will officially decree that on Venom we are studying with the audience. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> so uh, encourage everyone to check out Venom. If you're skeptical, then I'm just gonna tell you you'll be surprised. Thirteen ninety nine on so Amazon. I got- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are venom. We'll have we like, are we, venom. <laughs> we are all venom. Um, all right. So thanks, Dom, for coming yeah, back thanks, again man. to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Always enjoy having you on. And um, uh, hope everyone uh, goes out, sees venom, and uh, joins us again next time for another divided film. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.